This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tuesday, March 25th, 4.54 p.m. My name is Spencer. This is actually the first time I've logged on to this website. But my friends told me that this site is where people go to talk about this kind of stuff. And when I say this kind of stuff, I mean paranormal things? Things just out of the ordinary, right? I've read some of the stories on this site, and I couldn't help but notice some similarities. Anyways, I might as well start at the beginning. Something happened to my younger brother. Out of respect for his privacy, I'll leave his name anonymous for this post. We called him Stretch after he grew into a teenager. His arms and legs grew to phenomenal lengths, and he was about six foot two. I still remember staying up late with him when we still shared a room as kids, making noises and getting in trouble. And now he's in college, hundreds of miles away. It's certainly strange how much you miss someone when you realize you don't have them anymore. My family received a call from Stretch's roommate, whom I will also leave anonymous. This afternoon, about 4.15pm, he explained that when he woke up, he checked his cell phone to find a text message from Stretch that simply said, See you tomorrow. Stretch got in late the previous night, so the roommate assumed that he had sent the message in case the roommate got worried. The roommate then went to his morning class as usual, but to his surprise, Stretch did not wake up for his classes, which usually started at 9 in the morning. Stretch had never been the kind to skip classes. He was always very studious. The roommate didn't give it a second thought, however, and went to his class anyway. The roommate returned after his classes about 2pm today, only to find Stretch still asleep. After about an hour of studying in the dorm room, the roommate decided that he should wake Stretch up and question him as to why he had been sleeping so long. But he did not wake up. The roommate claims to have shaken Stretch to the point of yelling at him and trying to move him out of bed, but he would not wake up. The roommate took action, and after speculation, the RA for the dorm called the university police, who then transferred Stretch to the hospital. He's been there all afternoon, and they're still running tests on him. Now, I live in Kentucky, so I was not able to make it out to see him in the hospital. However, I just got off the phone with my mother, 
She informed me that the doctors refused to see any family members to discuss his condition. Only after incessantly pestering the doctors did she get an answer out of one of them. Stretch was in some kind of coma. Why the doctors refused to discuss matters with my family is a mystery to me. I can only hope that they did so for a reason. I'll be flying in to see Stretch as soon as I can. I love my brother dearly, and nothing's going to stop me from seeing him. Wednesday, March 26, 10.34pm. I purchased my ticket for Nevada, my family's current residence, and I hope to leave this Friday. I wish that could have been sooner. I had no sleep last night, worried about my brother, so a vacation is definitely needed right now. Today, I got another call from my mom, and she sounded more distressed than she had been yesterday. She explained that his roommate had been retrieving things from their dorm room to bring to Stretch in the hospital, and had stumbled upon Stretch's cell phone. He checked his call history and messages to check for clues about what he did the previous night. He claimed that nothing was out of the ordinary, until he checked the message inbox. Stretch had sent to every single person in his contacts the same text message. See you tomorrow. I've been in the process of purchasing a new cell phone for a few months now. I didn't see it as a priority, so I did not receive any message from my brother, which, for some reason, deeply saddened me. I almost feel like a bad older brother not being there for him when he needed it. And now he sent this one message to his entire contact list. The doctors, my family, and my friends have told me today that I shouldn't think too much about it. They were all very confident that it was just a mistake, and that the original message had been intended for just his roommate. But, I digress. I know Stretch better than anyone, and the amount of tech-savvy he has, I couldn't see him making a careless mistake like that. He isn't the typical college party student either. I can certainly ascertain that he wasn't drunk that night, but I don't have to. The doctors claim that they found no alcohol in his system at all. Now this all seems very disturbing to me. Who just falls asleep and then doesn't wake up? I mean, how exactly does that happen? I can't be sure. The doctors say that his coma could be for a number of different reasons, but they haven't quite pinned it down yet. Apparently, Stretch's particular cases rare and almost heard of. The important thing is that he's still alive. His brain is still fully functional, and he's in good shape. He just won't wake up. Thursday, March 27th. 9.32 in the morning. I'm going to write this all down while it's still fresh. It seems that something else is going on with this entire situation, and I feel as though my brother's coma is no mere coincidence. It turns out my brother did send me a message that night, with the same text, but also something else. My mother called me about an hour ago. She sounded exhausted and scared. It took me quite some time to calm her down so that she could explain. But to put things simply, it seemed as though Stretch attempted to send a picture file as well as a text. And for some reason, 
text messages he sent didn't contain the picture, but one of my friends contacted my mother and informed her that his phone was attempting to download a file from the text message, but was unable to, due to the file being corrupted. And that got me thinking, if Stretch supposedly sent this message out to everyone in his contact list, wouldn't that also include their emails? I checked my email for the first time in a few weeks, and sure enough, there was the message. See you tomorrow. I opened the email and began downloading the picture file, and what I saw was confusing to say the least. Now at first, it looked too dark to really make anything out, but I edited the picture as best I could. After all, Stretch was the tech-savvy one, not me, and I discovered something strange. It looked like a picture of someone's forearm, just being held at their side. The person appears to be wearing a blue shirt, maybe a jacket or a hoodie. I couldn't tell. I could point out one thing, though. By looking ever closer, I found a pennant, an Indianapolis Colts pennant, hanging on the wall behind the person. And if there was anyone who loved the Colts, it was my brother's roommate, which led me to assume that the photograph had been taken inside his dorm room. I'm going to attempt to upload the picture files so that everyone can see it, but I'm not quite sure how or where to do it. When I do, I'll be sure to post the link on this document before I upload this for submission. Meanwhile, my mother says that she has some terrible, terrible news to deliver, and that it has to wait until we're face to face. And I'm just trying to remain calm. I'm not normally a superstitious person, so I'll continue to keep my head up and hope for the best. I know he's going to wake up. Soon. Hopefully. I'm going home tomorrow to see Stretch, and hopefully I'll sort this all out. I haven't been getting very good sleep the past couple of nights either, so I can't wait to get home and get a good rest. Friday, March 28th, 11.57pm. My flight got in this evening, at about 4.30, when I landed and got to a payphone to contact my family to let them know I was on my way, but I wasn't greeted by my family, because they couldn't greet me. I arrived home to find the house empty, no note, no answering machine message or anything. I soon drove to the hospital, and when I arrived, the nurses all stared at me as I walked down the hallways. I stormed down the corridors, yelling at the doctors, asking for Stretch, asking for my family. Where the hell were they? And one doctor stopped me, his face sullen and depressed. You must be Spencer. Yes, I huffed impatiently. Where's my brother? Which room? Well, he and your family are in room 115. Please, come with me. My family? I pushed past the doctor, running down the halls, until the number 115 popped up on my left, and upon entering, I stood in the doorway, unable to breathe, unable to speak. I now understood why my family hadn't answered the payphone, while they still weren't at the house. They were all asleep. All of them. My parents, my older sister, my grandma... 
The doctors walked quietly in behind me. They all stood near me, just watching. No one said anything, and the room was eerily silent. And there I was, just staring at them. And there they were, lined up in their beds. They didn't talk. They didn't move. They didn't wake up. I recovered my ability to speak after a while and instantly demanded to know what happened. But the doctors just stared at me, some of them crying. I asked again and again, screaming at the top of my lungs, what happened to my family? One of the doctors took me aside. He instructed the others to leave the room, that he had things under control and that everything was going to be okay. Then he told me the same thing, kind of like what your parents tell you that everything's going to be okay when it clearly isn't. He then began to explain exactly what it is that happened. Now I don't know if I could bring myself to type in exactly what he said, except for one fact. My entire family was dead. He said that after not receiving an answer when he called their house this morning, they sent a card to discover that they all had gone into a similar coma, and after just a few hours, all their vitals stopped, including my brother's. I'm now staying the night in my brother's dorm room. His roommate is out for the evening, and here I am, past midnight, typing down all this crap like anyone could do anything about it. I don't know whether or not I'm wasting my time with this. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life now. I just can't fathom everything that's happened today. It took me long enough to be able to sit here and type it all out. And maybe, just, it's all for nothing. But, I did make another discovery. And I'll type it up here soon. I'm starting to get really tired, but I can't go to sleep just yet. I have more to tell. Friday night. Well, technically it's the morning now. I can't exactly remember what the date is. I'm too lazy to check. It's about 3am now. Still no sleep. I got into my brother's laptop because I know his password. I checked his recent fields and everything. His browsing history is only one link. Thestretch.blog.com this blog he supposedly made contains the picture. Same picture he sent me that night. He put it online too on his blog, in case anyone would find it, as if he already knew. Like he already knew what was happening to him. The picture is of him. He tried to photograph himself. I found his blue jacket in his closet, in the exact spot where he took the picture, right in front of a mirror. I guess he was just too tired to get his face in it. I'm sorry, I'm extremely tired myself. This is probably a bit jumbled up, but hopefully you can understand. I want to put this on the site now, before it's too late. The doctor told me that my family's death was not due to a coma. It was some kind of mental illness in which the central nervous system slowly begins shutting down all core bodily functions until the person is dead. A mental virus, he called it. He informed me that is highly contagious, but not in the way you would think. You ready for this? He told me that the virus is caught only by people who know about it. 
I actually forced him to tell me this. I threatened to hurt him when we were alone. I just wanted them to help. I just wanted to know what happened to my family. He said that this virus is dormant in rare percentage of the human population, and it is only activated once a person actually finds out about it, and then falls asleep. Some kind of neurological phenomena. I don't know why he would tell my family that, but he did. He did. And now they're dead. Supposedly. Now, I honestly don't believe in this kind of bullcrap. It just doesn't make sense. This paranormal ghost story kind of crap. I thought he was just saying things so that I wouldn't hurt him, but whatever. I don't care about that. I know I haven't been getting the best sleep, but I know I'll wake up tomorrow. He has no proof to back this up. Back to Stretch's blog, he had written some post the day before. I don't know what exactly he was talking about, but I assume it was something to do with this. He knew about this virus, and he didn't want to continue to post it online, in case it was true. He tried to photograph himself in the middle of the night to maybe tell someone what was happening. Maybe he was wrong. Maybe he was scared. Doesn't matter anymore. I know I'm going to wake up tomorrow. And you'll hear from me again, right here on this post. I know this stuff isn't real. Now I'll tell you and everyone I know that it isn't real. You'll see. I'll send all of you a picture, just like Stretch. Because I'm really feeling fine. I'm just tired. But until then, I'll see you tomorrow.